Hello and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 Podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your Certified Ketogenic Integrative Health Practitioner, and this show is an extension of my coaching practice, Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness. Here, we discuss blood sugar dysregulation, hormones, and inflammation based off of research, clinical practice, and not-so-common sense. We use food, lifestyle, labs, and faith to get to the reason of why your body is going so crazy and then pull it out from the root. You'll not only learn why your body is doing what it's doing, but you'll also learn how to support it and heal it yourself. Welcome to the show. Kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health center podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner. And today we're going to our last role of metabolic syndrome, which is obesity and how we measure it with the BMI. Stay tuned. Did you know that the liver is responsible for performing more than 500 functions in the body, one of which is blood sugar regulation. When blood sugar levels are consistently high, the liver might have difficulty converting glycogen back to glucose, which is called glycogenolysis, and converting fats and proteins to glucose, gluconeogenesis. If the liver gets tired from trying to regulate blood sugar all the time, the other functions are compromised. Did you know? Okay, guys, now we're going to talk chit-chat, chit-chat. I have been actually lifting weights. Yes, yes, yes. It's a thing. I've been lifting weights. It's been awesome. I've been, like, lifting dumbbells, going left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And then I've been also been using my um, kettlebell for my squats. And you're probably wondering, like, why is she doing this? Like, she's an SNS dominance because I need to be able to maximize my movement. If I can maximize movement, then I can feel better because there's something about it. I, there's something about it. I mean, it, it really, it increases your, your, not only your, your drive, which is dopamine, but it also increases your serotonin, which is what helps you to feel better, which is built in the gut. So when you're not feeling well, when you're not feeling well, or you're not feeling happy, or you're not feeling excited, or you're not feeling up to, up to snuff, then getting in those low impact exercises makes such a difference in how you view your body, yourself, your mind, your thoughts, how you go out throughout the day, how you make things work. This is like, this is exactly what you want. This is exactly what you need. And I'm saying this from experience, but it's also been tested, you know, um, uh, with HIT, there's the HIT, but then there's also a, 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 a high intensity functional um type that you can do and it's functional for you so it's what you can do to make it work especially for you my diabetic friends my health visionaries because if at all possible you want to be lifting weights because it'll help break down that sugar i'm telling you if you do this it's going to help you break down that blood sugar you are going to be able to feel better your muscles are going to be take doing uptaking the glucose instead of you know the fight with the insulin and with the with the cells, and that's fantastic, and that's what you wanted to do. That's exactly what you wanted to do. And if you do this, 
lift, lifting weights a little bit at a time. My, my weight, it's, this is a, I have a three kilogram dumbbell. Okay. I have two of them. And then I have my kettlebell. And when I use the kettlebell or the dumbbell, then it helps me to feel stronger. It helps me to feel more accomplished. It helps me to feel as if I have control over some situations because there's some most many things you don't have control over, but this indeed you can have control over. So I'm saying to you that it is such a fantastic thing just to lift weights. You can't buy um, dumbbells. Okay, fine. If you can't buy dumbbells, you can't buy a kettlebell, whatever the case may be, get a bucket, get a bucket, use a bucket, just get a bucket full of water, um, rice, beans, whatever the case may be, set this thing down, whatever the case may be, get it and lift it and just, you know, extend your arms out and then squat and hold, hold them in place. That would be your kettlebell. Hold it in place. And go and just squat up one down one. Okay, does that not work for you? If just too, if it's not, um, if it's not working for your body type at the moment, if you're not there yet, and you just need to actually need to work on body weight, then you can use the, your chair and you can do the sit down squats. Yeah, I yeah I know I know body weight body weight body weight. But it doesn't matter because if you use the body weight, then you'll get yourself used to the situation. And once you get yourself used to the situation, then you can flow onto heavy weights, heavier weights, weights that you have to lift up, that you have to pump yourself. And I have to tell you that it's so exciting because that's something that I really needed, especially now, like I said, I need something to help me to feel stronger, to help me to feel like more in control. And I put on my hardcore music. I put on my skillet, as you already know, I put on for today or whatever Rocky band I can find. And then I am going hardcore and I'm pumping with the beats. And if I'm not listening to them, I'm doing something else, but I'm pumping, I'm going hardcore and I'm making it work because why? Because it feels so good at the end. It does, it feels so good. And it doesn't just, it's not just your neurotransmitters there where it's the, you know, the, the serotonin and the dopamine and, you know, even some the, uh, the adrenaline where that is all, but there's so much more involved. And once you get into it, it is such a place of, oh, and it feels so good. It feels so good. And because that's the case, that's my chit chat. I go hardcore and I did it. So that's the chit chat, guys. Lift weights. <laughs> Equal life update. Take 25% off all single labs. 25% off of all single labs. Yeah, you heard me right. There is no cost. There is no uh, limit at this. You can get any one of these labs. That's a candida metabolic and vitamins, comprehensive view of your gut, energy and vitamin levels, minerals and metals, Discover your electrolyte imbalances, low minerals and heavy metal toxicities. Food sensitivity. You know how I talk about food sensitivity. Discover your sensitivities for 190 common foods. Also, stress, mood, and metabolism. Uncover hormonal imbalances related to mood, metabolism, and <clears throat> libido. Let's get this thing started. Don't hesitate to jump on the link, link uh, down in my in the description of the show today, episode 85, where you can get 25% off of all single labs. There is no there is no limit to the amount of labs that you can purchase. So why wait? Don't hesitate and don't guess when you can test. Let's get these products 
into your own homes so that way you can figure out what's going on with your health, get to the root cause of the problem, and then start working towards a plan to get you back on track. That is for Equalife, equa.live. The link will be down below. Okay, you guys, it is setback time. We don't have any setbacks right now. We don't have any setbacks right now. So we're excited about that. Isn't that exciting? No setbacks. So I'm going to ring that bell. And I'm also going to say, if you all have any setbacks, do not worry about it. Give yourself a pat on the shoulder, push yourself forward and tell yourself, I'm going to do better next time because there's nothing wrong with a setback. It's a learning opportunity. So use that opportunity to find out what happened that pushed you off the tracks or scooted you out of the way and then determine that you are going to do better for the next time. And yes, I said do better because you're already at good. You can't get any, you can't, it's do better. Yes, you're going to do better. So good job. Good job. Good job. No setbacks for me this time to report, but don't worry. I'm pretty sure there'll be some to come next week. Now for some motivation and encouragement. I need to motivate and encourage you to unmask yourself. Yes. Unmask yourself. Take away the things that hide you from who you are, who hide you from everyone else. We have this, we have this thing where we want to always hide ourselves. And I know it's understandable. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to expose ourselves to possible feelings, possible misunderstandings, possible uh, just not wanting to, we just don't want to be in a place of vulnerability. And I get it. Look, 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 look. I'm that same person. I'm with you. I understand. But if you keep on walking around with a mask on your face, nobody can see you. Nobody can see you. What they're doing instead is seeing this facade and you're hiding yourself. And then just like when you don't let your gut hang out and you're hiding who you are and you're pretending to be someone that you're not, so that way you can put out this persona, it doesn't work. Not only does it not work, but then you give out this false persona and then people who want to understand you, get to know you, to get close to you, they can't because what you've given to them is something completely false. And then you have to pretend and continue on in that in that same lie, because what do you do then? You could always expose yourself, but who's going to unmask themselves, right? No, this is where you are. You're hiding yourself. You're saying, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. And then they come closer to you and they come closer to you and they come closer to you. And all they see is this mask. That's all they see. But instead of putting the mask on, you should throw it out, just throw it out. And instead of living that lie, open up your face, open up your, open up yourself just a little to people you can trust. And once you know that you're safe, then you can expose a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then not only is it going to be positive for you, but people will get to know you instead of that facade and once they get to know you, then they'll be able to work with you. They'll be able to be with you. They'll be able to be strong with you. They'll be able to fight with you. They'll be able to walk with you. They'll be able to run with you. They'll be able to have your back. But until you take that mask off, that mask is always going to keep you in a place of, of misunderstanding and unexplained circumstances and not being able to get any further on than what you want to be. And you will never be able to get further 
And don't you want to get further in your life? Don't you want people to actually be close to you? Don't say that you don't, because I know you do. Because no matter what you say, there is always a piece of you that says, come on, bring me closer, come closer to me. But that's not going to happen if you are hiding yourself with that mask. So instead of putting that on, rip it off. Take the mask off your face, face off. And let's do this. And let's do it the right way. Let's be honest with ourselves so we can be honest with other people. Because once we're honest with ourselves and we're honest with other people, then they can be honest with us. Because then they understand that there is this mutual relationship, this mutual friendship, this mutual trust, this vulnerability that you can only receive if, only if, you first unmask, throw it away, get rid of it. There's so much more. You are so much more. You are so much more. Look in the mirror, recognize who you are. You are so much more worthy. Stop hiding. Stop hiding. Stop. That's the motivation and encouragement today. Hey there, everyone. Are you looking for an opportunity to be able to have a sit-down conversation with a certified ketogenic integrative health practitioner about what is going on with your body and coming to a root cause result? Well then, look no further. You can always join by clicking on the link down below where it connects you to getting a 15-minute free consultation, a discovery call. And in that discovery call, you can we can sit down together and determine what are your goals so that way we can aim towards getting you closer to a happier, healthier you. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to contact me through envision underscore whole underscore health, which you can reach me through the Instagram page. Otherwise, you can always go to my business page on Facebook, which is Envision Health Coaching. Don't hesitate to make this day the best day that you could ever have by scheduling yourself a free 15-minute discovery call. Don't wait. Okay, so the first thing to know is that what body mass index means. It could mean it could mean several different things, and there are plenty of people who get actually offended when you talk about the BMI because they feel like it's not an accurate representative of one's health or a proper gauge of one's health. But we will continue on this path because it is considered part of the, the metabolic syndrome. Um, so that way you can determine for yourself if this actually meets your criteria. Now, keep in mind, though, that the criteria of this, we don't really, you can have a say, but we're not going to redefine the metabolic syndrome, are we? We're just going to the syndromes, meaning everything that's included in it. And now, as we know, um, high triglycerides are uh, considered the cholesterol is considered, blood pressure is considered. We haven't even talked about diabetes, but there's no reason, or insulin resistance, but there's no reason because we talk about it all the time. So now what we're going to talk about is the BMI. And just so you know, insulin resistance is a part of metabolic syndrome. And as a matter of fact, these all of those things, those clusters together, cause more insulin resistance. If you remember, or you if you listen back to all of the other episodes for this month, you will have heard that every single one of those situations caused higher insulin resistance. And so that's something to be really consider, uh, to be concerned about, but not afraid. We don't, we're not going to live in fear. We're just going to determine that this is exactly 
what we need to know so that way we know how to go forward. And once we know how to go forward, then we make the steps that we need to make and we decide that we're not going to live in fear, one, and we're also going to make changes where changes are necessary because that's the most important part. Once you know what to do, then you can know how to do it. And once you know how to do it, then you don't ever have to be a slave to pharmaceuticals again. And I don't want to say that's a promise. I just want to tell you that that's the way it is. As long as you focus on making the adjustments that need to be made, as well as prayer, you have to have faith in mind. Don't forget, faith plays a, an integral part as to whether or not you're going to heal because you have to believe that you're going to heal. That's called success mindset. That's part of the eight point steps that we talk about once in a while. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, when I give you some the steps, you know, the eight part step. And part of the steps is success mindset. But I'm bringing it to you even further. Faith, the faith part of it, that's very important. The faith part of it. You have to have faith that you're going to overcome it. And you need to make sure that if there's something standing in your way spiritually, that it's not affecting how your body is reacting to you and everything that you're living through. So with that being said, breathe, just breathe. And after you breathe, after you breathe, let's get into the actual meaning of body mass index. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah? All right, let's go. Body mass index is pretty much not as hard as one would think. Really, it's a it's an it's an, an equation. It's a patient's height in meters. So one meter equals 3.3 feet or 39.6 inches. And I'm going to my my medical assisting book for technical terminology and whatnot. And then I'll give you some down home information where you can actually understand it and it won't be so, oh my goodness, will you please stop with that? So again, the body mass index is calculated by one meter equaling up to 3.3 feet. Um, the, patient, your, the patient's weight or your weight in, in kilograms, and that would be 2.2 pounds. And then, so it's BMI equals weight in kilograms. Okay, your weight in kilograms. So if you're 150 pounds, it's 150 divided by 2.2. What we need to know is that the BMI is between 19 and 22. As of this book, as of this book is most desirable. Okay, a reading over 30 is considered obese. And that I can I can attest to. That I can attest to. A reading over 30 is is what would be considered obese. I've seen that in a lot of other measurements, a lot of other programs, a lot of the other things where they've determined what obese looks like. Now, obesity is its own little problem, isn't it? But this is the last episode in this month concerning the um, concerning the metabolic syndromes. We're done with this thing. So then you can determine for yourself whether or not these things fit you. And after you know whether or not they fit you, like I mentioned before, then you can make the, the changes that are necessary so that way you can get to the plan, get to the point of health that you want to be in, that you need to be in, that you desire to be in. You find your why and then you do it. Yes? Yes. All right. So now that we have that established, let's go ahead and move forward. So before we really get into this, I really want to talk about something that your doctor himself or herself may have already been 
educated on and this is the type of information that they've been going on so that way they can educate you as to how to get healthy but i need you to know this that i study this in as a meta as a medical assistant uh, when I was in the United States. And so this information is what I have learned myself. And it's something that I would have told you while you were in the clinic where I was working. So I just came across this again and I just, oh, I, I'm, I just am so ashamed. And I just said, I, I yelled out loud this, oh my gosh, no, because this is like something that you're probably already hearing. And you need to understand that this is not true based on so many different reasons, but this is part of the obesity information uh, plus uh, slash BMI, which is why I need to go ahead and explain this to you because if I don't explain it to you, then you're gonna continue on thinking that this is correct. So let me go ahead and go with that. Uh, it's This is under body fat measurement and we're talking about basal metabolism. And basal metabolism is the rate of metabolism when the body is awake and at rest. The amount of calories one takes in should equal the number of calories of energy expended. They say in otherwise, and then I'm going to give you my other, uh, otherwise or in other words. Otherwise, a weight gain will result. This is what they're saying. Let me say that again, just in case you in the back didn't hear. The, the amount of calories one takes in should equal the number of calories of energy expended. Do you know what that means? Those of you who are my clients, you know what this means because I talk about it all the time. It doesn't work this way for so many different reasons, but just right off the bat, hormones. Sometimes you will eat less and you will still gain weight because of hormones. Most times because you start to affect your thyroid and your and then your and your metabolism becomes affected. But what this is saying is calories in calories out. So if you're going to eat 1600 calories, then you need to make sure you expend 1600 calories. Does that sound right to you? I'm pretty sure it does because your doctors may have told you this. And I have to explain this to you because there are so many people who are walking around trying to do it. They're trying to do it. I know this is slightly off topic and it's okay, but it's not off topic because this is something that I've been trying to explain to you, no food guilt, good, better, best. We don't count calories. Now, later on, if you feel like you need to count calories just to see if you're on track to make sure that you're not under eating, that's different. But this is saying how much you eat needs to be equal to the amount of energy that you expend. Calories in, calories out. Now, it's under basal meta metabolism, which one would think means that you need to eat a certain there's a there's a threshold of amount of calories that you need to eat to do normal everyday things like live like breathe like mm -hmm. use the restroom without expending extra energy okay so there's that part but they're not talking about that they said the amount of calories one takes in should equal the number of calories of energy expended that's overall expenditure that's overall expenditure that's, I'm going to say it three times. So I'm not trying to, but some of the things like this, this is kind of frustrating to me because this is what I did. And I, I wound up with an eating disorder. I'm not saying that everybody's going to do this thing, but most people who follow this model of weight loss and, and fat, 
fat loss, they wind up with some type of eating disorder or they have body dysmorphia or they can't, they can never stop with just, just enjoying life and eating. I'm going to tell you right now that counting calories is not going to be what's the top of your list. You're never going to be on your deathbed and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I counted calories. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're going to say, ah, I wish I had spent more time with my family. I have wish, I wish I had spent more time enjoying life. I wish I had spent more time doing A, B, C, D, or E. But this, this is not it. So I just need you to know this before we go forward. And then I can calm myself down, in, out. I heard that from um, the Huberman podcast. And it's called the long sigh. And there's a reason for it. It's to calm you down. (laughs) It's to calm down the nervous system. Give you energy, but calm down that sympathetic nervous system. Okay. So I think we're okay. I think we can go forward now. But I needed to just state this. um, Because we don't need you all being, having eating disorders because of something such as this, which is what your doctors are being taught. It's what they're being told. It's what they're being shown. It's what they've been educated to do. So I just need to let you know, I know I'm not a doctor. I do not play one on TV. I do not give medical advice. I do not treat and I do not cure, but I do help you naturally take the next step towards your health. That's it. That's it. Friends, that's it. So let's move on. Okay, so this episode is going to be quite short because we are discussing something as simple and intricate, actually, as obesity and the BMI. Okay, so we're talking about the BMI because that's how medical associates measure obesity. There are many other ways, but the simple way, the the most, and, and not accurate, like I said before, it may not be the most accurate, but it's the most simple and the most um, universal. And so they continue to use it. So I'm just, forgive me if, forgive me if this uh, is not what you want to hear, but this is what it is as far as that's concerned. But there, are, the good news is that there are other ways that you can measure to see what your body mass looks like which would better um, under which would better explain whether or not you're at risk for insulin resistance or type two diabetes or any of those things, the chronic health disorders that we mentioned actually that we mentioned. But as we were talking about the metabolic syndrome, you need to understand that the metabolic syndrome itself syndrome meaning a cluster a cluster of diseases. What they do is they make up um, a power pack team. You may not have one. You may have you may have another. You may have three out of the four. But that's okay. Because you'll usually, where one comes, there's usually another. Because insulin resistance seems to be following every single one of them everywhere they go, everywhere they turn. What we want to understand 
is that this is this is just another way for us to get to the point of the why to get down deep look at the root cause after we get to the root cause then we can get to the root answer right we need to figure out what the cause is of all these things and then we can move forward and have an answer a program a plan in place to get you back to where you need to be so let's do it the bmi the body mass index it's what's being used to measure body mass <laughs> it's an index it's a sliding it's a scale based off of height and weight i talked about that earlier um and then after you get your height and weight and mostly age as well age is usually appropriate um for the ones that are more intricate you can actually type these in to the into the internet um you can duck duck go it and you'll be able to see for yourself what your body mass index is but please don't be alarmed especially those of you who are i say your body mass index it's just so easy to say your body mass index what i mean is your body mass what the index will say about it according the intricate ones like i mentioned will have your age it'll have male or female and it'll say your height and weight the ones that just say height and weight just move right on because they're not they don't care they don't care that's not sufficient that's not telling the whole story and there are some like that when i was studying to become a ketogenic nutritionist like a certified ketogenic living coach i went through some of the indexes because i had lost 80 pounds 80 pounds following the ketogenic diet and i thought that was exciting and i just said oh my gosh now i'm gonna look it up and see where i stand because i've been doing so well and i was so healthy and then i got it and i typed in all of my information and i sat back and waited for the congratulation yay you're no longer obese because that is actually something that i had checked checked out um i would say in 2014 the same thing i i checked my body mass uh based off of the index and based off of the index the first time around i was extremely obese and i could understand that because i i guess i was i was i weighed way more than i did this second time around i'll say that much but then afterwards afterwards i came and i i started my ketogenic journey right and i said i've got this i've done it pop my collar i've done it i'm okay I've, I've made strides. I've taken, I've, you know, I conquered this thing. I conquered this thing. And because I thought I conquered this thing, I said, okay, let me go ahead and go back in there now and see how did, how great I did so I can get a pat on my back right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. So good. So good. Yes. But little did I know, little did I know that when I was going to type my information in the second time around after being so beaten down and brutally uh, disheartened the first time that I would feel the same thing the second time around. I had lost 80 pounds. I was nearly 300 pounds when I first took the BMI, uh, the, the test, the, B, the body mass index uh, testing and whatnot to see how where I stood. But then afterwards, after I'd lost all that weight, and even so, even when I moved, I had lost weight. And then when I got on the ketogenic diet, that's when I lost the 80 pounds. I was just like, do it. Hey. And so I was really excited about that. And when I got excited about it, I said, okay, 
part of this, part of my class, part of my training is to be able to run the body mass so that way I can know how to help my clients as I help them to lose the weight as well. Well, that was horrible. That was a horrible mistake. I felt trashed. I felt disappointed. I felt like I did nothing right. I couldn't believe it. I looked at myself. I was as thin as all get out. I, I actually looked great. I looked great. Yeah, I had all that flabby skin hanging around because remember, I lost the weight really quickly, really quickly, too quickly. I don't think I would ever put my clients through that because then they would have, they would have to get skin removal surgery afterwards or allow themselves to get plump again, you know? So what am I saying here? The body mass index is a very useful tool and I'm using quotes, I'm using air quotes, useful tool. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it doesn't really tell you what's really going on. There are going to be some people who are the one percenters who, who feel that way. I mentioned that before. The one percenters meaning that they're they're um, they're more muscular, they're more fit, and the things like that. And you know this doesn't really apply to them. But there are those who it quote unquote again applies to, and it does. Look, do I become your enemy for telling you the truth? Right. That's what that's what um, the Bible says. Right. Uh, do I become your enemy for telling you the truth? Truth should not make a person your enemy. However, you should be able to get something out of it outside of just depressiveness, depression. When I told this to Renee, getting back to my story, when I told this to Renee that I was still, oh, not obese, but super duper overweight after losing so much and looking in the mirror and seeing half of myself going left to right and left to right and seeing it and looking good, you know, and, and actually plumping my hair up and doing all the things that women do when they feel good, what men do when they feel good, they start kissing their, 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 their biceps and everything. When you get to that point and then you feel awesome and all of a sudden crash, boom, everything is over. That BMI chart just, just kills it. And for what, what do you do after that? What do you do after that? What do you do? I personally cried. I told Renee, he said, that thing is stupid. Don't listen to it. You look great. You're fantastic. As a matter of fact, you can add some weight, some weight on if you don't mind. <laughs> this is the kind, this is what I'm talking about. I know this is a personal story. I know this doesn't really tell you anything, but really the body mass index is to have, is a, supposed to be a chart to tell you if you are overweight, if you're obese, if you're normal, if you're underweight, what does that look like? And it's generalized. It has, it won't, it doesn't talk about health. It just gives you flat line information, flat line. And if you can deal with flat line information, because personally, I'm not a flat line girl. I look at my curves all the time. I'm not flat line. And even if you were as thin as a rail, you still have bumps. Every single one of us, hormones that make a difference as to what these, what our weight actually looks like and what it means. And okay, great, fine, fine, fine. No, you, you weigh a certain amount and maybe that is, maybe it is detrimental to your health. Maybe it's not detrimental to your health. Maybe that has something to do with your hormones and you don't know because all you're feeling is that you're fat. So what are you going to do? Going back to that quote that I was telling y'all about, what are you going to do? You're going to stop eating. Duh. 
you're going to stop eating. You're going to lower your calorie count. Then what? What are you going to do? Oh my goodness. I'm getting so worked up right now. I'm getting ticked off because this, this is what I did. I said, I cried and then I began to starve myself little by little. I said, okay. And I, it wasn't even fasting. There's a difference between fasting. You're going to get that autophagal effect. That means autophagy, breaking down those old cells that, that are no longer, that are no longer good for you, that they need to get out of your body. Your body needs to express them. Great. You're going to, you know, have some cognitive, uh, sharpening going on. Great. You're going to have all of these things going on. Great. But what are you not going to have going on? What you're not going to have going on is your mental stability, your emotional stability, your spiritual stability. Why? Because you're over there chasing that number based off of the body mass index. And it has no, it's a flat line approach to what your quote unquote health is supposed to be. Now, breathe again. Oh, get it out. Where's that lavender essential oil bottle? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Calm it down, girl. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. I'll be right back. Okay. So I totally trashed. <laughs> I totally trashed the body mass index chart, but there is quote unquote, something to it. And, um, there's something to it. I mean, I could put some fairy dust on that thing and, you know, poof, try to make it beautiful. But the fact is, is this is what our medical people are using to determine whether or not we're okay. But there's another way that could, you know, maybe complement or maybe make it more intelligent. And that is the waist hip ratio. Okay. So the waist hip ratio is very simple. A child can do it. You get the measuring tape out, you put it around your waist to your belly button. So you make sure that you've breathed, you've exhaled, and then you measure your waist. So you're going to make it level with your belly button and measure there. And then you're going to take that number and you're going to jot it down. And then you're going to get that measuring tape and you're going to go to the widest part of your hips and you're going to take that number and you're going to jot it down. You're going to add those two numbers and then divide by two. And then from there, you're going to catch the average. And if you are as a female 0.8 or lower, then you're doing great. And obesity is not an actual problem. Your hormones might be a problem, but obesity, no. For a man, if it's 0.95 or less, great. Obesity is not a problem. Your hormones might be a problem, but obesity, great. And that's what we're looking at. So if you can take those two, those numbers and you can take the BMI and they can kind of match up a little or the, you know, maybe the BMI points to the waist hip ratio that that's correct or the waist hip ratio points to the BMI that that's correct then we're looking fantastic because the waist hip ratio is determined by the adipose tissue, the fat, <laughs> the fat that's actually been stored in your, in your, in your stomach and your gut area, that fat itself, that's the fat that is considered dangerous. 
that's the fat that is considered where the obese or insulin resistance definitely is, but that's where that fat, that danger, that, that fat is stored, where your body can actually get, go further. You can actually see that there's more to it than just these flat line numbers on the BMI. And you're probably saying, Danielle, but you're, ta you're talking and you're talking in circles. I know, I know, I just get so excited. What I'm saying is when you get those numbers, then if you're within the those point ranges or below, then you don't have to be concerned about having the dangerous adipose high high stored fat in your in your in your abdomen, which is where insulin resistance it's an indication of insulin resistance. It's an indication of a few other chronic diseases that could be happening in the body, and it's definitely an indication of obesity if you're above that 0.8. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? You may have wondered like, okay, well, and okay. And this covers all body types, by the way, it covers all body types, by the way, all of them. And it's not flatlined. I don't know what else to say here. I mean, Nothing else could be more important than this, I think. As I, The whole point of this podcast was to talk about BMI, but I couldn't talk about BMI without first talking about obesity, but I couldn't talk about obesity without giving you a marker or a measurement for it. We know that we don't want to be obese where all those health problems lie, where chronic high blood pressure, chronic high triglycerides, chronic blood pressure, those things, guys. All of those accumulated together creates what we know as metabolic syndrome. You can have one without the other. You can, because it's just an accumulation, an accumulation so one plus one equaling two, having those two together, that's it, whichever ones they are, it still remains the same. It, it, it creates a diseased like state in the body. That's why we're talking about metabolic syndrome. That's why we're seeing how all of this affects glucose in your diet and your, in your type two diabetes. And you're probably saying to yourself, well, you didn't talk about how obesity affects type two diabetes. Well, the more adipose tissue that you have in your body, the more inflammatory cytokines are created in the body. The more inflammatory cytokines that are created in the body, the more insulin resistant you become. The more insulin resistant you become, the, the less you are able to use the glucose that you are consuming by putting them in the cells where needed or being being able to be used right away from out the bloodstream. So where does it go? Where does the where does the excess sugar go, glucose go when it's in the body? Into the adipose tissue. It gets stored in the fat tissue. And then it gets stored into the liver. 
It also gets stored into the muscles. But wouldn't we rather it be stored into the cells? But how can it be stored into the cells if you're insulin resistant, meaning that the, the cells are no longer available to absorb or they're more defective and they cannot absorb the glucose because the insulin, you, the body has to use more insulin to, to do the job. And then that causes pancreatitis. The pancreas becomes weaker and weaker as the beta cells are constantly calling out for the glucose to for the insulin to be to brought to be brought through so that way the glucose can be stored in the cells sit on that for a second this is all interconnected this is not a surprise it may be now you may be wondering what the heck man but this is not a surprise. This is something that has been occurring and it has been happening. And the more, the more excess fat you have, the more inflammation is created. And we know when inflammation, chronic inflammation is created or any type of inflammation is created, glucose, glucagon is released and, and glucose is created once again to calm the nervous system. The glucose is free floating. What happens? That then affects your nervous system. It goes, it sits there in the blood. It starts hitting up all the cells, damaging cells, free radical glucose hitting the cells, causing damage along the way, making it more difficult for the cells to absorb the glucose. If the cells cannot absorb the glucose, then the glucose stays and it remains and it floats around until insulin can either do the job and mop it up or insulin would, or the blood sugar or your blood rather, once it is tested, you can see that the your blood your blood has an elevated glucose level and that's why it looks the way it does so excess fat especially in the adipose area creates more inflammation that excess fat could be considered within the obesity spectrum overweight over, overweight obese that's why BMI, I'm putting air quotes once again, that's why BMI is possibly a good measurement along with waist and hip ratio or any of the other ones, DEXA scan. There are a few others that you can, you can check on. But now you know, guys, I mean, come on, come on, come on. What do I do? What do I say? Right? Right. So we're, we're done. We are... We are done. We're done with this. We are, take a deep breath. Cathartic. It's cathartic, isn't it? One more time. You feel that? That's all that negative energy being released. So that way you can get ready to do what you need to do. Now, 
you know the why. Now, when the doctor says you need to mind your blood pressure, blood uh, blood sugar levels, you need to mind, you need to lose weight, you need to um, lower your triglycerides, you need to watch your cholesterol, then now you know why, even if they don't tell you or if what they tell you does not help you to understand or it's insufficient in what they should be actually telling you. Maybe you needed that kick in the pants. Maybe you needed a little bit of guidance. Maybe you just needed to be cradled just a little bit, just a little love, just a little love, please, little love. But now you've got it. And I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys. Now you have it. If I, 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 oh my goodness. I really hope that if this was not it, that you will let me know, get on Instagram, get to envision underscore whole underscore health. And let me know. Let me know if I if this worked out for you. Let me know if you now understand. Let me know if, oh, Danielle, that was horrible. I still didn't get it. What's going on? Let me know. No Instagram, no problem. Get onto my Facebook page, Envision Health Coaching. Let me know, okay? You need some support, but you can't pay for it. Get into my Facebook group. I just need to know that people are wanting to understand, to learn. And I will put out more information, but I just need you to speak up. You speak up, I speak up, we all speak up. It's going to be great. Share the information. Share this podcast episode with anyone you feel like it's going to be able to help because I think that today we just nailed that thing. And I there's nothing else I can say that would make it any better, so I'm not even going to try. God bless you all. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. Uh, don't forget to jump on Instagram. Let me know how things are going, how, how it's working for you. Let me know if you need coaching. Do not hesitate to let me know if you need coaching. That's what I'm here for. And remember, you have not because you ask not, okay? And I'll leave it there. You take that and you run with it. Thank you once again for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. Um, and that's it. Let's get to the root causes of these things that are tearing you all down so we can build you back up. Bye. Thank you for listening to Type 2 Take 2, your Diabetes and Health Centered podcast. Please remember that we are not doctors and we don't play them on TV. So if you have medical questions that are medically grounded, please contact a medical provider. If, however, you'd like to help to get to the root cause of your chronic disease or illness, please DM me on Instagram at envision underscore whole underscore health or by my Facebook page, Envision Health Coaching. Again, we are not doctors. We do not diagnose. We do not cure. And we certainly do not treat. But if you're ready to take the next natural step to your health, schedule a free 15-minute discovery call to see if we are a great fit. Have a great day.